It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Welcome to today's episode of Turning Listeners and New Listeners Alike. Thank you for joining us as always. If you haven't already, please click the subscribe or the follow button, leave a rating, leave a review for the show. It'll help other fans of the team like you find this show when Chris and I aren't here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You can find Chris over the Team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday with his co-host there, Pete Medhurst, and on the Odyssey app as well. And then in writing, you can find Chris covering the Washington football team for SI.com. You can find me covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Locked On Bucks podcast and in writing for BucksNation.com. You can find Chris on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, uh, we've got a, a, a fortunate story or outcome for many uh, that they were hoping for anyway to an, a very unfortunate, it seems like a, an under, you know, that's, there, there's, I don't think there's a word serious enough to, to use to describe it. Um, but some news coming out that's impacted not just the sports world, not just, uh, you know, uh, civilians on the street. Everybody really has been uh, affected and touched by the story really across the globe. And that, of course, is the verdict coming out of the Derek Chauvin trial um, and then some reactions coming from within the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, as as you everybody understood when whenever the announcement of this um, was going to happen and it happened Tuesday afternoon, David, it was going to either be a lot of anger if it didn't go the way many, many, many thought it would and should have uh, been gone and the way it ultimately did, or there was going to be, you know, a lot of conversation about it and a lot of statements and a lot of, uh, I, I guess, moving parts to this. So uh, because we are a, a, a Washington football team podcast, we're going to focus on what the Washington football team uh, said. And they've issued a statement earlier uh, on Tuesday afternoon uh, saying the um, trial of Derek Chauvin has served as a painful, searing reminder that a senseless murder took place and claimed the life of an individual, George Floyd. We continue to keep George Floyd's family and his opportunity uh, and his community, I'm sorry, in our hearts, our thoughts, and our prayers. The long path in our social and cultural reckoning since his passing, acknowledging racism and racial bias and working towards equality and opportunity in our country begins with accountability. This guilty verdict, rendered sends a long overdue message that those who perpetuate the mistreatment of communities of color can and will be held accountable. The Washington football team ended the statement with saying, and it is our sincere hope that the important and difficult conversations that George Floyd's murder has sparked will not end today, tomorrow, nor in the future. It is our commitment that we will be persistent on behalf of our community and in front of our leaders in supporting those conversations so that the events of last summer and today's verdict bring forth a legacy of change in the service of racial equality and justice uh, for all. Uh, David, I'm not sure what you, um, you know, what what touched you uh, from the, the statement. I know Ron Rivera has tagged that 
uh, statement and, and added on nothing like of any super, super significance. But, you know, obviously Ron is always uh, sensitive uh, to issues like this, as many are. Uh, and, and to me, like a couple of words that stood out when I first saw it was, you know, painful, searing reminder. Um, and, you know, the social, social and cultural reckoning. And this is an organization, as we know, that has had a very controversial past, including their first owner, George Preston Marshall, who was out and out a public I mean, he was just publicly known uh, as a racist, right? This is an organization that doesn't have the best background, as we know. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, team president Jason Wright uh, also sent out a tweet uh, saying, I breathe deeply and unexpectedly the tears flowed. I had no idea how much I carried uh, this emotionally, and I'm guessing I'm not alone. No personal cynicism, uh, he says in parentheses, of which I have a lot. And then he says, can silent the heart's longing for justice. And 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 Chris, our own our own leader here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, Ross Jackson, our NFL channel coordinator, uh, also tweeted out, you know, shortly afterwards, um, that he you know shed some tears and, and kind of felt a little bit of a sigh of relief. Uh, but I think a lot of people kind of echo the sentiment, and you know, and, and I don't think anybody's kind of expecting it that you know one one conviction of one person is not going to to right every wrong and to fix every problem and and all that stuff and and i will tell you that you know by and large you know this country is still the best country you know on the planet and and for a reason Um, but that doesn't say that we're you know as a as a people as a country we're not without our flaws so hopefully you know whatever whatever side everybody uh, has been on on this conversation because we know this is a very charged uh, topic of conversation whatever side you're on hopefully you can take this moment hopefully you can take these experiences and these lessons and move forward with an effort and a message of coming together instead of you know, you know uh, causing a divider being a part of a divider seeking out division because i think that uh you know uh and as, as a united front uh we're going to find a happier place for everybody uh versus trying to you know kind of impose our will and impose our opinions on each other uh i think the you know just like every other situation you've got two stories and the answer is somewhere in the middle um, that's that's a very minimalistic way of looking at something like this, but I do think it rings true here that the answer is somewhere in the middle. It's not necessarily completely to one side or the other. You know, it's it's going to be somewhere in the middle. It's going to take everybody to get there uh, to meet each other as well. No doubt about it. Well said, David Harrison. Um, coming up next, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, we had an opportunity on Tuesday evening to catch up with former Steelers linebacker. Uh, Also played with the Philadelphia Eagles, coached with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, and played his college ball at Clemson, and he's now a Clemson football analyst, LaVon Kirkland. And we had a chance to catch up with him after we got the news, or not news, but uh, a mock draft of Travis Etienne to the Washington football team. So we're going to get the lowdown, the skinny, on Travis Etienne and what LaVon would consider and do. Plus, he played for Ron Rivera for one year, so we'll get – LaVon's perspective on what it was like to have Ron Rivera as a position coach. That's coming up next with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. 
It's ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that'll surprise and delight and fairly priced so that you can give her something special and truly meaningful. As a matter of fact, like the ring from Platte Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean. The vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless, David, and it would make the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for that perfect, unique ring, she'll treasure forever. You're definitely gonna wanna check this out, guys. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar uh, with amazing flavors like cookies and cream, cherry barcia, raspberry, German chocolate, toffee, almond. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars you will ever try. They are a protein bar, but they taste like a candy bar. And the best part of a candy bar, they're covered 100% in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. But even better than that, Built Bars are great for anybody who's health conscious, whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anybody on the keto diet. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off the best tasting protein bar you will ever try. All right, this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You can follow David on Twitter at dharrison82. That's at dharrison82. As well, you can check him out on the Locked On Bucks podcast and at bucksnation.com, part of sbnation.com. As well, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at russellmania621, the podcast at LockedWFT. Pod. All right, David, uh, we had a chance to catch up with LeVon Kirkin, Kirkland, excuse me, longtime NFL linebacker, played his college ball at, at Clemson, does a uh, Believe in Clemson podcast uh, right now. And uh, it was good timing because we, on Tuesday morning, woke up to Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football and NFL uh, Network and NFL.com uh, and Fox projecting Travis Etienne, the dual purpose running back and dynamic talent from Clemson to the Washington football team at number 19. So we had a chance to catch up with LeVon and get his thoughts on that and Ron Rivera, who was his position coach back in 2002. All right, we welcome you back right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. And time now to be joined as we approach the NFL draft 
Uh, LaVon Kirkland, who was a tremendous, tremendous linebacker uh, in the National Football League for 11 years, made his uh, hey, certainly with the Pittsburgh Steelers, played with a couple of other teams, also played his college ball at Clemson Tigers, which is where he does his podcast, uh, Believe on Clemson, with LaVon Kirkland. Uh, and he's with us here on uh, LOWFT. So, LaVon, talking about running back Travis Etienne, uh, recently he was mocked to the Washington football team at pick number 19. Uh, by NFL Network's Peter Schrager. Now, I, I will say that the the overall reaction from fans and, and some media uh, that cover the team a little bit closer than Peter does um, have not been uh, well. Uh, it, the pick hasn't been well received, I would say. And not, not a knock on, on Travis by any means, but more so when you look at the Washington football team and kind of how their team's constructed, what they need, the fact that they have Antonio Gibson on roster, J.D. McKissick, who, you know, not necessarily considered one of the top backs in the National Football League, but, serve, but certainly serviceable in his own right. Um, that's why that reaction has kind of been there. Most people expecting Washington to go linebacker, maybe secondary, offensive line, that sort of thing. Um, do you think there's – I mean, because, you know, Peter's been doing this for a while, so it's not like he's coming at this with, you know, zero knowledge of the game or fits or anything like that. Do you think there's something that maybe some of us are missing about this Travis Etienne fit at number 19 with Washington? Or do you agree that maybe that's not the best fit for this young running back specifically? This depends on your perspective. If you think you need a linebacker, take a linebacker. But from watching this kid for the last three years and seeing his progression as a player – He's one of the best running backs that have come out in quite some time. Reason one is that the guy is a home run hitter. He can break it 80 yards. He's done it a whole lot of times with the Clemson Tigers. The guy can break tackles. He has a low base that's very strong. If you don't go up there and you don't hit this guy, you will bounce off him. Also, he has improved as far as a pass catcher from the backfield. This guy is dynamic. He's been the, he's been all eight, he's been an ACC player of the year twice, two years running. I feel like probably the best running back that the ACC has ever seen. And I know look, I know people look at it and say, well, the ACC is really not a football conference. Um, he's done against Alabama. He's did against Ohio State. He really did it against LSU. They didn't run him enough against LSU. If they would have ran him, you would have really saw what this guy is capable of doing. I think anybody who gets Travis Etienne for pick 20 is really stealing from the draft. Hmm. This guy is just that dynamic. He can he can get it done. He's a great kid. Like I said, you never know what happens when you go to a team. But I know Ron Rivera is a really good coach. I actually... Ron Rivera was my linebacker coach at Field, and I really like Ron. And I really feel like Ron's a really good coach. I think if you pick a player like Travis at that spot, you're not going to regret it. Uh, let, let me follow up on that uh, because the Rivera thing is interesting. I didn't realize that. Um, on, on Etienne, like, does it, would it worry you, I, I guess, two things, as explosive as he is, as much of a long, a long a breakaway threat as he is, and you're, you're absolutely right. I think he had, what, like 78 touchdowns or whatever it was uh, during his collegiate career. Would it, would it, would it worry you? Um, that a he's he's got a lot of I, I want to call it wear and tear on his tires, uh, meaning he he touched the ball a lot at college. I think over 800 times over four years, and then also that you already have like an Antonio Gibson, a third round pick out of Memphis. 
who was rocking and rolling as a rookie last year, would it, would it kind of like, um, I guess, push you to do something different, Levon, or would you still think that that's a good addition considering those factors? Honestly, if you look at the games, he didn't really play a lot. He never really played that much in the fourth quarter. And a lot of times he didn't play in the third quarter. Yes, I mean, he had the ball in his hand a lot, but he really he really didn't play a lot of games a, a lot of time. Honestly, I'm telling you, if you look back, there's a lot of times he was done by the fourth quarter. Right. So I don't know. I don't think there's a – I mean, there's are a lot of touches, but – if you look at him play, he didn't play. It didn't seem like he played that much, to be honest with you. I'm really surprised with those numbers. But he hasn't really been hurt. He has been a guy that has been very durable. And I feel like um, it's really kind of up to the scouts and the GM and what you think. Do you think that he's going to be worn down? I mean, are you just going to look at the tape and say, man, this kid brings it? And, you know, I think you can take a risk. And why not have two good quarterbacks? There's nothing in the playbook that says you have to have one running back and that's it. Why can't you have two dynamic running backs? It's true. I think you can. So, I mean, that's, like I said, that's on the Redskins. But I think that this kid, if he gets drafted within that range between 20 and 29 or from 17 on down, I think you got a, I think you got a great dynamic player that is going to be a superstar. LeVon, um, just, and we appreciate uh, your time here. You mentioned that you played for uh, Ron Rivera uh, in Philadelphia. I think that was for just one year, if memory serves me correct. What, um, what stood out to you back then about a young coach who's obviously gone on to, you know, tremendous success as an NFL head coach, but, you know, linebacker to linebacker, defensive mind to defensive mind. What stood out to you way back then? Well, I, I thought Ron was just really steady. He, he wasn't too – he didn't get too low with the lows. He didn't get too high with the highs. He was always keeping it in perspective. And defensive mining, you know, he comes from uh, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, you, you look at some of the some of the guys he was around, Andy Reid, and he was just ready for that jump. And I'm glad that he's gotten this opportunity more than once. He's an excellent coach. I really like Ron a whole lot. He really, I think he treats you like a professional. Or at least he treated me like a professional, and that's all I can really bank on. Uh, and, you know, his success has been big. He's He's gone to the Super Bowl. So I think the Washington football team has really got a great coach that can really push them forward, and they got a whole lot better. And I'm looking forward to see what they do next year. Quarterback position will be interesting for the um, Washington football team, but I feel like Ron has them on a great foundation, and as a player, that's what you want. You want a coach that has a solid foundation and that can lead you, and he does a good job of leading football teams. Hey, LaVon, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, making some time for us. Sorry about the um, uh, about the technical difficulties, um, but we really appreciate you hopping aboard. That was good stuff on Etienne as, and Trevor Lawrence and uh, and Ron. We uh, again appreciate you making some time for us, and and best of luck moving forward. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. There, there you go. That's Levon Kirkland with us.
All right, once again, that was LeVon Kirkland talking about Clemson football, especially running back Travis Etienne, and then his connection with Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera. And look, he's got, he's got a lot of good things to say, and I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with his reasoning behind why Travis Etienne may actually be a good fit for the Washington football team at pick number 19. Uh, but we'll, so we'll have to see what the Washington football team actually does when the draft goes live next weekend. It's, it's amazing, Chris, that we get to say that next weekend the NFL draft We'll be live and we'll have all these answers, uh, you know, all these questions rather answered. But if you guys out there think you have the answers already and you want to put some money where your thoughts are, you can do that over at betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's NFL draft prop bets, NBA games, hockey games, baseball games, even awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Betonline.ag has the updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They've got you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to their website on your computer or your mobile device and sign up today. When you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on that deposit. Again, that's a that's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is presented by Locked On and Odyssey. And it's happening right now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenford, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And as we welcome you back to the Locked On Washington football team podcast for our final segment coming up, our running backs position uh, group preview. Uh, David, I'm just going to tell a quick story here. Uh, One of the thrills of my life, the draft is in Cleveland. Uh, I got to host the 2006 NFL draft for then Sporting News Radio when it was at Radio City Music Hall in New York City, an area that I grew up in. Uh, And it was my first and only draft, quite honestly. And I got to sit front row with Brian Baldinger, who is one of our guest analysts uh, on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. And I got to do an entire weekend of draft coverage, pick by pick with Baldy. How about that? Yeah, some of his segments, some of his breakdowns are some of my favorite uh, moments of football. And I mean, if you pay attention, you can really you can really learn from those guys. There's a lot of guys out there that do that for various networks or team sites and and all that stuff and i mean those guys are giving you gold that's that's coming straight from the horse's mouth on how to break down and analyze you know film players plays specifically whatever so uh opportunities for education more than just entertainment but definitely entertainment as well 
Yep, absolutely. And Brian Baldinger likes to run the football. So we thought we'd, along with the Travis Etienne conversation, get into our running backs position group preview uh, in case you've missed the first couple of episodes and installments. We're taking three guys, ranking them in terms of how they might potentially fit in with the Washington football team. So, David, we're doing running backs today, again, as we mentioned. And number one is going to be the same guy for both of us. But you tee it up and go right ahead. Yeah, it's going to be Alabama running back Najee Harris. And, and, you know, from the reaction that a lot of fans and even media members had, and I was, I was right there uh, with everybody about Travis Etienne being mocked to the Washington football team and pick number 19, Najee Harris is a different story. And Najee Harris does things that even Travis Etienne or Etienne can't do. And, you know, I love Antonio Gibson. I think he's a great talent. And I think that Washington really has something solid going there in the running back position with him. I like J.D. McKissick as well. But Najee Harris is a guy, he can he can do all of it. He can do every single part of it. Um, he, he doesn't necessarily, I wouldn't say shiftier, you know, obviously than Antonio Gibson. But he's a true three-down back that can turn into the bell cow for your team. Uh, he doesn't have, you know, some of the off-field or character concerns, at least not, not that we're hearing of, you know, on the outside, at least that I'm not hearing of, I'll say. Um, and he's just he's one of those guys that kind of, you know, when, when you balance the best player available versus team need, a lot of times, you know, team need will kind of win the tie. So if you've got, you know, a, a strong prospect like Najee Harris, but then you've also got like Jeremiah Wusu koromoa you know, usually that linebacker is going to win because you have Antonio Gibson. So you add Wusu koromoa to your roster and now your roster is is better because of that. But Najee Harris is one of those guys that if you've got, you know, if, if you've got Micah Parsons, if you've got Najee Harris, and if you've got Jeremiah Wusu koromoa and Trayvon Morig, all available at pick 19, I think you have to have a serious conversation about Najee Harris. I'm not saying you necessarily pick him, but you have to have that consideration because of what he can bring to your field and how he can team with Antonio Gibson. Yeah, and and no, I think that's a really good breakdown, David. Uh, so we're going to just quickly go to number two just for the interest of uh, time here. And, and I'm going to give you one that I know we're going to not match up with. I'm going to go with Kenneth Gainwell uh, out of Memphis. And maybe my guy Pete Medhurst on the radio show convinced me of this. Uh, but watching some tape on him recently, and I know he took off last year uh, with the COVID concerns, whatever. He doesn't have a lot of tread um, burned off his tires, meaning he wasn't overused at Memphis. And unlike Antonio Gibson, who you just mentioned, he is a natural running back with wide receiver skills. I think you could work him out of the slot. I think you can split him out wide. I think you can run him on wheel routes. I think you can work him, you know, on the natural running back screens. And maybe it allows you to use Antonio Gibson as a little bit more of how he was used at Memphis when he was a true receiver and a novice basically at running back, meaning it gives you a double option. And also don't forget about this, J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barber, both free agents after this upcoming year. And I wouldn't expect both to be here long-term. So I'm going to go with Kenneth Gainwell as my number two back. Yeah, and Kenneth Gainwell is, is a guy that I like as well a lot for everything that you just said. He kind of is, you know, kind of the truest, you know, copy of Curtis Samuel. Like you said, a running back who has wide receiver skills. That's what, that's what Curtis Samuel really was coming out of Ohio State. I think Kenneth Gainwell comes to the NFL and stays a running back, though, uh, with those wide receiver skills. Uh, my number two guy, Javante Williams out of North Carolina, I kind of look at him as the 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 junior Denaji Harris. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got a lot of the same type of styles and skill sets. Uh, that Najee Harris has just in a little bit less a lesser refined uh, package but he also has a little bit lesser tread off his tires as well because he played there with Michael Carter in the backfield so he had a little bit of a split duty type of situation but still has a lot of potential to tap into 
He's a guy that Washington could find on day two, uh, sitting there on the board in the second round. Especially, there are some people who think that no running backs are going to go in the first round, which I would find it really amazing if neither Najee Harris or Travis Etienne went in the first round. But if that happens, and both those running backs are still on the board uh, when day two starts, and Washington is absolutely most likely going to be looking at a board that still has Javante Williams on it when they come up in round two. So if they go defense with a linebacker or something like that, they could turn to the offensive side of the ball, uh, again, with a lot of upside, and especially when you pair him with a guy like Antonio Gibson. And then Chris, uh, wrapping it up for me, my third guy on the list is more of a late day two, possibly day three, depending on how the boards fall, of course, running back Trey Sermon. And you know, you're going to notice a little bit of all my guys is they're a little bit bigger, they're a little bit stronger, they're a little bit more bet between the tackles. I like the complementary type of backfield, so that's kind of why you see me angling in that direction, uh, just kind of explain all of that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right, so you're going with Trey Sermon out of Ohio State, and I'm going to go with your number two for my number three, Javante Williams. And the reason why I put him at number three is I don't know if he's the same type of switchblade receiver, you know, type weapon, gadget, uh, you want to call him gadget, whatever you know, just multi-versatile skill uh, type of player that ideally I'm looking for out of all of my backs. And again, you know, I, I understand that everybody's looking for a little bit something different. I think this team really needs somebody that can get to the outside too. And I don't know if Javante Williams is going to constantly get to the outside uh, on toss sweeps and, uh, you know, th those type of runs. So that's why I put him at number three behind Kenneth Gaines. Well, so again, David's going Najee Harris, uh, number one, Javante Williams out of North Carolina, number two, Trey Sermon out of Ohio State, number three. I'm going with Najee Harris, one, Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis, two, and Javante Williams, number three, again, out of North Carolina for our running backs a group preview. If you've missed our previous uh, episodes, you can uh, obviously go through. We started last week uh, with safeties, tight ends. Uh, you can check out. Uh, our positional preview of the defensive line. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks to you guys for being with us, for downloading, for sharing, subscribing, reviewing, uh, and listening. And also thanks to LeVon Kirkland for joining us as well. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.